Hello and welcome to Steeped in Mystery. I'm Amanda. I'm Jenna. Welcome back. Oh my gosh, Jenna. I love spooky season. So do I. I thoroughly love spooky season. Me too. Um, And because it's spooky season, we are talking about the Haunted Mansion of Albion today. Yes, mansions. That is correct. Mansions. Multiple in the same area. Uh, Part of an old college, actually. That is is just spooky. Isn't it? Yeah. As is. But but let's share what we're drinking today real quick. Oh my gosh. It is so good. So you said this is ginger and what else? Mango. It is so freaking good. It is very good. I was very surprised at the combination and I was like, "Mm, I don't know, but we'll try it. We literally threw just a little bit of creamer in here and it is so good. It is delicious. Mm. Very delicious. It's like candy. I love it. Mm -hmm. It's definitely a good one. Listen. If I if I were to tell me several years ago that I would have drank in so many different drunk drink, drank drank so many different types of tea by this point in my life, you would have been like, no, no, I'm yourself, not, that's not possible. I've got my good old classics. Why would I try any other teas? And now I'm like, I need more. I need more. Yep. I just enjoy a good tea, yeah. and I don't think we've. I don't think we've come across one yet that I've been like, well, I take that back. We have been doing some uh, (laughs) tea creations on our own. And yes, there are some teas out there that I will not drink because they tasted like cow food. We were trying to come up with our our own concoction. And I swear to God, it tastes exactly the way a straw, no, a hay bale smells. smells. Yeah. It was so, so bad. We we had to know when to nope and just, yeah, we had to dump that out because it, it was so It was a beautiful horrid. color. <laughs> oh, it was a very nice green. I loved the green. It was so bad. It was beautiful. It was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> so the experimentation is on hold for a while, but at some point it will continue. Yeah. yeah. Well, let me tell you a little bit about the town of Albion. Perfect. Go for it. Okay. So Albion is a city... Uh, a city in Cassia County, Idaho, mm-hmm. here in the United States, of course. Um, it's part of the Burley, Idaho, micropolitan area, which I love the term mi- micropolitan. <laughs> um, the census stuck its population in 2020 at 234 people. Oh, my gosh. That's like the size of our Mackie that's up the road. Yeah. Yeah. It's tiny. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Albion was the county seat of Cassia County from 1879 to 1918. So they were kind of like the big boys of the county at the time. Gotcha. Um, it was settled and in 1875, and the city was named Albion for the poetic name for Great Britain. Huh. Uh Wikipedia also notes the other interesting factoid of Albion is that D. D. L. Evans Bank was founded there in 1904. I don't know why there of all places would be a place for a bank to start. Wow. Yeah, it's just such a small place. Well, even though the census was, what, 260 something? 234. Oh, 234. My bad. Uh, I think. Back when the school was 
well, I guess... 234, yeah. ...go forward to when the school was built, the population was like 4,000. Yeah, it did climb a lot yeah. during the time that the school was there. Yeah, okay. Um, according to the Census Bureau, the city has a total area of 0. 0.47 square miles. That's tiny. It doesn't even have a full square mile... Not even a half square mile. <laughs> of, Poor folks. Just to give you an idea of how small of an area we're really dealing with. Right. Well, in this area, they decided to open a college. And the college was called the Nice College or the Normal State College, Normal Institute of... I just lost it. Hang on. Let me find it. it. <laughs> was it the Albion Normal School? Yeah. Okay. Or something like that. The, but I remember normal school being. So here's the thing that I found out, and maybe I can just interject this really yeah. quick. Yeah. Is that I initially thought they called it a normal school because normal people went there versus a special school where... Not so normal people would go, but that's not the case. Apparently, a normal school was a school that you basically went to to study to be a teacher. Yeah, yeah. So it was yeah. a school for teachers. Um, so their population has stayed relatively small. Back in the 1880s, their population was 257. It dropped down uh, 10 years later to 179. And it has never consistently been bigger than during their census periods than it was in 1950 when the census read at 610 people. Oh, so okay. Just to put it out there, it is not a lot of people at all ever, and that's going to be valuable information for some of the stuff I have to I have to say about this place later. Right. So. The school, doo, doo, doo. yeah, the Albion State Normal Southern Idaho College um, of Education. So it was called NICE for short, Normal Idaho College of Education. Oh, yeah. okay. There we go. So it was the NICE school. It quite, was the NICE school. Yeah. Um, as opposed to the naughty school. <laughs> Um, it still has an active alumni association and a museum. Um, the curator is one Shirley Lund, who also used to do a newsletter um, about the school. And Ancestry.com has made, has records of the yearbooks that were made from the school from the years 1909, 1929, and 1934 available wow. online. Yeah. So you can actually go and look through some of their um, yearbooks. So this is their uh, school crest, which I thought was kind of cool. I like that. It's like this golden seal with a, a pillar and two torches on the side and like the mountains. Mountains in the back. Of course. Beautiful. Uh, the normal school was created by the act of by an act of the Idaho legislator in nineteen or eighteen ninety three. Sorry, got my numbers mixed. Um, and it was the land was actually donated by the town, and all of the building was done with volunteer labor. Isn't that crazy? It really is. 
And it was all able to be built within a year. So they were able to open doors in 1894. They busted that out. Seriously. Um, Their initial student body was 23 people. Wow. Um, In the 1909, the school book had uh, pictures of 81 college students and 26 perpetuary students who... And they only had 14 faculty members. Wow. You're talking about an insanely small school. Like Mm -hmm. our elementary school in our tiny town probably has more students and faculty than this college did. Right. Um, Super tight-knit community, least to say. Um, And they even founded uh, literary societies there. Um, there were two main literary societies, um, the Emerson Society, which was founded in 1896, and the Philomathian Society, which was formed a year later. Um, these societies were the basis for drama and forensics activities on school, and additionally, they had, like, glee club, band club, orchestra, so even though they were learning to be teachers, they kept quite a wide variety of options for the people at this school. Wow. Um, they faced quite a bit of trouble with the school, but the main trouble was the lack of enrollment. Um, it, it had become a two-year school. Initially, it had just been a one-year school. And by the time it was a two-year school, it had an, an enrollment of just over 200 people. The other issue that they were having... Um, was that they were continually trying to be closed um, by state legislature um, unless they could increase their enrollment. As a result... so they were going to withdraw funding or something? As a result, they decided that they would expand and give it a new name. So they they renamed it to the Southern Idaho College of Education. Oh. Yeah. Which makes more sense... Than calling it a normal school, if right. you ask me. This was around the 1940s when they were doing this change. Um, but it became very clear that they were not going to be able to increase the enrollment. So the state closed the school at the end of the year 1951. In 57 years of operation, the Albi- Albion State Normal School produced 6,560 teachers. That's cool, though. Including the future U.S. Secretary of Education, Terrell H. Bell. So they taught some notable people. Um, they actually have a gymnasium there, which is part of the Albion Campus Retreat. Um, and it is one of three buildings that is used for their... Haunted mansions and stuff, which was came about due to Terrell. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, they have several halls there. They have the like the Swanger Hall, the old dormitory, the new dormitory. They have a training school, a gymnasium, an auditorium. Like they have several large mansion-like buildings that created this overall campus. Right. Um. And I would say that the architecture kind of looks uh, like classic colonial with the red brick and, and there's, you know, white trim and some pillars in front of, you know, the buildings. But, I mean, they're, they're like solid. 
Well, yeah, except for, did you know the Swinger Hall actually burned down in 1947? Oh. Yeah, so one of their uh, older portions of the building actually burnt down. Wow. Um, Albion did have a football team um, up until the school closed. Um, Team members often came from colleges with no experience in football, so it was just like... Oh my goodness! Guys that's playing funny. around, um, they they had a an opponent who was the Academy of Idaho at Pocatello, which is now Idaho State, and they used to play off championships for Southeast Idaho. Um, and they also played against some larger schools like Twin Falls and Blackfoot. So they they had plenty of students. Well. Clearly not plenty of students. They wanted a lot more. But they had a decent amount of students, enough to have a football team, glee clubs, theater, really... Extracurricular type. Extracurricular type stuff. Which, Mm -hmm. if you don't have enough people, it just doesn't happen. Right. Like, you need 20 people for stage production. And you need, need, what is it, eight people for minimum for a football team and things like that. So Well, when you're a small place, (laughs) eight-man football is a thing, yes. Well, so they they had quite a bit going on there. But when they closed down, uh, it was reopened as a Magic Valley Christian College that also shut its doors in not that long later in 1957. Or, so that was just... Or not 1957, 1969. So just... Not even 15 years they were there. Yeah. Um, they suffered from inadequate financial support throughout its existence. And um, it was given to its small size and the fact that there wasn't enough money from the churches that were funding it. Mm-hmm. Um, they eventually relocated to Baker City, Oregon and renamed themselves into Baker College. So technically the college still exists it just moved and changed names as far as the magic valley christian college goes um that's interesting this what i found interesting is that they're they were given the campus on lease for a hundred dollars per year from the state wow so extremely low price right so with all of this you know it's like well why why close down sure why be cheap why wouldn't more people come to this school if they're producing so many great teachers i mean if they've got someone who made it to be a secretary of education they're clearly not lacking in their abilities to bring out good teachers sure so why didn't they get more students And why were they struggling? Well, when they closed their doors, rumors really started to spread. Oh. About stories about, from students, about disembodied voices. And shut the front door. So it was haunted when the students were there. Ghostly animals. I did not see that coming. A black-haired woman who 
terrified the school halls for nearly 40 years and has been a typical shot for most paranormal investigators to look into. Jeez. Yeah. So that's kind of, so these rumors after the college closed and everyone kind of had to go back to their homes and not be stuck in this tiny ass town anymore. Yeah. It wasn't just people in town talking. It was people talking to people outside of town and saying, you don't understand what our campus was like. Wow. There's also a lot of mysterious deaths that surround Albion. Um, like at the school. Or I'll be on in general. Oh, okay. But there is one particular one from the school that I'm going to get okay. to. In more recent years, there's was a suicide as recently as 2008 that was under mysterious circumstances and was only deemed a suicide after being unable to find any sort of source for for other things. Huh. Okay. There are several deaths throughout the college's history and let me tell you you guys it is hard to look into deaths in such a small small town it took a lot of looking through like there are some great websites for looking through old newspaper articles and right, right. um death reports and, and certificates and things like that that have been incredibly helpful on my journey of looking through all of this stuff there was like someone found dead at one of the campus cafeteria tables, just kind of like, oh, yeah, like slumped over at the. They figured it was like a heart attack. Like they explained it as like natural causes and health mm. concerns for some reason. And there have been a lot of other deaths that have happened near or around campus that were explained same way. Okay, but the one that I want to talk about is one that has been nagging me the entire time I've been doing this research. Okay. I am going to read from an article that comes from Saturday, February 13th of 1937. Hmm. 1937. Okay, we're going back a little bit. <clears throat> By authorities is what it says. Youths discovered in trailer house beds, officials seek clues. Special to the Tribune Albion... Idaho mystery deaths of two Albion State normal college students whose bodies were found Friday morning in their trailer house beds was being probed by authorities here. The two, James Bodily Roberts, 19, and Claude G. Butler, 10, I didn't know they what? taught them as, yeah, both of Aquila apparently died in some sometime Wednesday night. Evidence was to the manner in which they met death was lacking, authorities admitted. So they have no idea how they died. Their bodies were found by a Hugh Roberts, who was a father to one of the youths. So their dad found them. Oh my gosh. Um, they were only a block from town and with other students living in quarters than less than 50 feet away. So these students all had like trailers oh, they were living in. Oh, gosh. So th these trailers are right next to each other. They've got people living 50 feet away from them. Mm -hmm. The two youths apparently died sometime during Wednesday night. They weren't sure at what point. Both stu students and school officials said that they had not attended a class Thursday 
and that they were last reportedly seen Wednesday at 5 p.m. in front of their trailer home by Wallace Avril, who was an Albion forest ranger. So a forest ranger said, oh, yeah, I saw them heading to their trailer around 5. Wow. I, I saw them 5 yesterday, and then Thursday no one sees them, so their dad finds them in their trailer. Um, Joseph P. Payne of Burley Cassia County Coroner held an autopsy Friday evening. So the day after they're oh found, he holds the autopsy. Assisted by County Physician G.G. Esp and sent vital organs of the two young men to Boise for examination by the state chemist M.V. Leonard. So they were so stumped they sent, it all, wow. sent organs all the way to Boise. Uh, Coroner Payne, who was called to Albion by Mr. Roberts, said that there were no signs of struggle in the house, which um, which was in perfect order. All the food and utensils had been put in place. So what food was last eaten was unsure. So like they'd already cleaned up from their food if they had any. So there was no evidence that they would of what they would have been wow. eating in their last moments. Um there was a slight suspicion that maybe it was fumes because they had a coal stove and plenty of uh, fuel near at hand. And they thought maybe that fumes from a fire could have over- overpowered the boys in their sleep, said one George Bray. Right, like carbon monoxide. Yeah, who was yeah. a deputy sheriff who believed that maybe asphyxiation was the most probable explanation. But the trailer home contained two small windows, one of which was open to provide some ventilation. Okay, so yeah, not carbon monoxide poisoning. So they have no idea. Holy jeebies. That is all I have of that article because I have not been able to find part two of that article anywhere. This is a 1937 article. Well, of course. It is not easy. Almost 100 years old. So they don't have... But they they have no indications... A foul play, no indications that it was asphyxiation other than the fact that they couldn't find another explanation for it. Wow. Two young boys just that's dead. That that's a little creepy. Here's what bothers me more. I decided, well, maybe they've done further reports. Maybe if I can't find the second half of the article, I can find the official death certificates, which would contain cause of death or family records from family around them that would, you know, like Ancestry does a lot of people's journals and things like that to help you understand the people of that time. Sure. I cannot find anything about their parents. I cannot find anything about them. These are young kids in a small community. They would have been notable deaths. Yeah. I could not find their death certificates, period, on the okay. big old internet. Could not find their death certificates. Mind you, I have the date of their death. I have the date of their death. I have the location of their death. And I have both of their full names from the and article. And you couldn't find them. Could not find them. The only thing I did... Is weird. The only thing I was able to find was on one of the boys... James Bodily Roberts, I was able to find, thank God to findagrave.com, his grave. He was born um, in Logan, Utah in 1917 and died February, the 10th of February, 
1937 at age 19 in Albion, Idaho. Oh my goodness. That is all I can find. I can't even find the other kid's grave. And That's he, he was younger than him. These are two young kids. These are not people whose deaths would be covered up, whose lives would be covered right. up. But they're, they don't exist, Jenna. They just, That's weird. They That's don't. just bizarre. Right? Yeah. They, they exist and yet they don't. Right. It's so bizarre to me. So they, they have all these deaths go on. They have this, uh, they would see ghostly animals would be reported by several college students um, that would be seen roaming around campus. Um, we're talking like apparitions of like wolves or deer or. Oh. And I say apparitions because they'd be like there and gone. So it wasn't like a Patronus. No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know why that came out. But I mean, <laughs> similar vibes, I would say. Right. Like. Just a ghostly figure. Yeah. Okay. People who lived on campus or worked on campus and even people who work there modernly all have reported the same disembodied voices throughout the halls, which I can think, I think can only be contributed to the mysterious deaths that took place on or around campus. Right. And this particular black haired woman who's Mm -hmm. been seen in the halls. I cannot find anything about this black haired woman. Other than the fact that a lot of people have claimed to see her apparition there. I can't find any reports of a black-haired girl who died on campus or a faculty member or anything like that. But honestly, what is more of a mystery to me relating to the history of the Albion School is why did the mysterious deaths happen in the first place? Right. I have to wonder if there was something on the school grounds or brought in by the people volunteering and building, I think there was some sort of cursed something, whether it be the land or an item or something brought into that school. Because you don't just have people in a particular location mysteriously die consistently for no reason. Yeah, that's fair. That's just weird. It is weird to me. And it's weirder to me that... As, I mean, around here, it's almost infamous, the Albion haunted mansions. Yes, yes. And, and so to not have, like, if I were the place, I'd be talking these things up. Oh, yeah, the black-haired woman was a teacher who died. And yeah. Is, like, I would. The backstory. I would be digging my nails into old history files, trying to yeah. pull it up. But even the Haunted Mansions of Albion website doesn't have a lot on what led to these mysterious deaths. No. And it doesn't have a lot on who these apparitions might be. No. It does not. So weird, right? I I wonder if... So I, I can expound on that a little bit. Yeah, please do. With with what I yeah have learned. Please, please begin, begin. Okay, I will, I will throw stuff in as I, as I. So um. So like you said that the. The uh, schools. 
didn't succeed. No, and there's actually a whole website when I was looking through various uh, websites to get more history on Albion. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a whole website dedicated to dead colleges and the history of the dead colleges. That's that is fascinating. Yeah. So they just literally they talk about the history of different dead colleges and um, where to see yearbooks from. And so if you're if you were that actually sounds fascinating. Yeah. So if you're a family member was at a college that doesn't exist anymore. Right. There you go. There you go. So. uh, So after the school closed there, the Christian school closed. Yeah. Um. They actually had a couple of different uh, occupiers, I guess you would say. But in 1979-1980, they were actually um, listed on the National Register of Historic Places, these buildings. Yeah, I do think they have a plaque, don't they? I I would assume that they would have a plaque. Yeah. But the thing is, is that the the buildings and the grounds were being maintained by the small city of Albion during this time. Because um, in 1980, they literally went abandoned. Became abandoned. Nobody occupied them. Nobody, nothing. Why would they bother taking why would they bother taking care of the grounds when there's no one on them? I think like you said the town is so tiny that maybe some of the residents didn't want it to be a blight or an eyesore. And so um they they just took it the initiative and said yeah, we're going to make sure and that just made sure that the grounds kind of why stayed what, maintained. what happened in 89 that would make them stop that though um well not not nine not 89 but 80 so 80. 1980 they just stopped stopped so whoever had been taking care of it just so they completely went derelict well during that time uh they they were abandoned for almost 30 years. Oh, my God. So the grounds probably got so bad. Yeah. Buildings probably fell into super disrepair. They did. Mm-hmm. So it was in 2007, it was actually bought at auction by Heather and Troy Mortensen for $800,000. All of the buildings. All the grounds, everything, $800,000. Wow. Um, And they lived in Boise. Okay. So they decided that they were going to rehabilitate uh, a portion of the campus to serve as a conference and retreat center. And they named it the Campus Grove at Albion or later on the, uh, the Albion Campus Retreat. Right, right. But it was also at that time that the Haunted Mansions of Albion was born. Dun, dun, dun. Right? So um, there, there's some people who are kind of upset that 
it's been made into a, a haunted attraction. But they understand that the Mortensons are actually trying to do their best to. Uh, it's a great way to preserve... provide upkeep. Yeah, it, it, it's money to keep a historic building running. They exactly, do the, they do the same thing with like like that hotel in Colorado, mm-hmm. um, and several other. I mean, the Winchester House is a great example. Right. They, right. In order to keep such an estate going, you need to have income. Yes. And the only way to get that is from tourists. And you know what? If tourists are willing to pay, that's on them. That's not on the people who give the tourists the option. Right. And um, so they do. They did um, renovate um, uh, three different buildings. Right. Uh, modernized them and they lease them out. But that that still leaves four other buildings that um, are basically the the way they were found in 2007. I believe that they have, I mean, obviously, structurally, they had to make sure things were safe if they're going to have people wandering around in them. Right, and, but they haven't done much else other than ensure basic safety. Yes, and um, to be fair, I, I know that they have, like, put new roofs on the buildings. Basic and, safety. Right, right. So, um, but I... I, uh, kudos to them for taking on this project. And like you mentioned, Albion is a tiny, tiny place. Yeah. And it's like. I mean, right now their population is somewhere in the 200s. They do not have the resources. Right. It's like a pit stop of a pit stop of a pit stop. There's not much there. It's a micropolitan city. (laughs) A micropolitan city. Right. Right. But. I mean, it's it's kind of close to T- Twin Falls, but not really. It's kind of close to po- Pocatello, but not really. So it really is kind of out in the middle of nowhere. Because I I actually looked, you know, we we wanted to make a trip to the town wouldn't make it if it weren't for the tourism they get because of what the Mortensons have done with the exactly. college. Exactly, exactly. Just wouldn't. But this is this is so far. I mean, obviously we we live remote, but. We wanted to go there before we we uh, recorded made this episode, but we didn't weren't able to make it. But it's three hours away from where we're at, Amanda. I know it's just, all the good things are so far. Uh, oh come on, we could we could do it. <laughs> Maybe Let's... we could hitchhike. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> no, it's safer to pick up a hitchhiker than to be a hitchhiker. Uh, yeah, that's come right. on, that's right. come on. Okay. Okay, so are you, are you ready to hear a true story of a night spent at the haunted mansions of Albion? Um, they they slept and they woke up and it's all fine. Uh, no. Damn it. This is by Jason Souter, and this was um, a newspaper article from October 30th. God bless the newspapers. Yep. October 30th, two, 2013. 2013. So uh, this particular gentleman decided that he wanted to be locked in with no power and only a headlamp to see. Okay, so to be fair, he really wasn't locked in. But. Okay, but. (laughs) They turned off the generators that ran the power to. Who's like. Hey, you know what I'd like to do? Could you just make sure that I have absolutely no power and leave me as remote as possible in this yeah. big old 
abandoned place where yep. even if there's not ghosts, I could probably step on any number of things, trip over and die. Yes. So this was um this was when they had all the Halloween stuff, you know, set up. And uh he was staying in the Comish Hall and the girls' dormitory. So he kind of actually moved back and forth between those two Comish or Cornish? I'm sorry. Comish. Comish. Okay. Mm -hmm. So he was sitting down on the entry steps of the main staircase uh, while he was trying to calm his racing heart uh, just from the knowing that he was the only person in that building. Right. There's always that creepy vibe. Uh, when he felt a tremor beneath him. And he was like, okay, what, what, what was that? So he called Troy Mortensen to check in on him and tell him about the tremor, right? Yeah, yeah. Check in. Oh, and by the way, you know. Your building's shaking. Yeah. So Troy actually laughed and said, good luck. Because, you know, that's really odd. <laughs> he had only been in there for 10 minutes. When he felt the tremor? Yes. Oh, my God. He had only been in there for 10 minutes. I hate that for him. Right? Uh, so he decided, you know what? Maybe, maybe I just won't sit here on these stairs. So then he decided to venture into the Grand Hall because um, he was walking through the building. And this is where he heard his first giggle. Uh, nope. Bye. Yep. I quit. Yep. <laughs> he froze in his tracks and literally only hearing the sound of his breaths and straining, you know, when it's so quiet that you're just like, it's almost oh. like your brain plays tricks on you. No. Yep. yep. No. At a... At almost exactly 2 a.m., he had another experience. While sitting, uh, updating Facebook um, on his computer, his headlamp went off. But it didn't just go off. It was turned off. It didn't stop working. It didn't... The switch got flipped. switch got flipped. Uh, He had never had this happen before. It had uh, brand new batteries in it. And he legitimately had to reach up and turn it back on. And that's when he decided to change his location again and go into the auditorium. Okay, wait, let's just pause there for like half a second. Mm -hmm. That is the equivalent of your lights going out in your living room and it not being a power outage, but you go over to your light switch. And the switch has been flipped. And you have to go flip it back. Back on. Yeah. That is that is a different kind of, it's not something's messing with the electrical. It's something physically, physically turned it off. No. Okay. Uh. So the auditorium is not one of the places that they've re- renovated. So this is Creep Factor 10. Uh, he legitimately on walking into the auditorium the blackness seemed to suck up the meager light from his headlamp and he heard a very distinct sound it sounded like a swinging chandelier 
whooshing across the ceiling above his head. So on looking up, he saw a crumbling ceiling with exposed wires hanging in the center. No chandelier. Doesn't mean there couldn't have been one. He then felt a large gust of wind and followed that out of the auditorium, heart pounding. I mean, a chandelier would make sense in that kind of auditorium. Yes. Especially built when it was built. But it wasn't there anymore. Like the ghost of a chandelier swinging above him. So he said it took some time to calm his his shaking, but he had to go back in. No, you do not have to. Listen. No. Public service announcement. You never have to go back in. No, you don't. You are not a weenie. You are not any sort of bad thing if you do the right thing and walk away from your paranormal encounter. If if you know (laughs) when to nope, that's a good thing. Yes. That's always a good thing. It is a respectable thing. Yeah. It is a wise thing. It is very wise. (laughs) (laughs) So he did manage to go back in. He wanted to challenge himself to spend at least 20 minutes in there. Not 15, not half an hour, but just 20 minutes. What is this man's life like? I don't at know. Home that he decides this is how he wants to spend his <laughs> And it's obviously the like, day before bad, Halloween, too. How bad is his wife's nagging? Right. <laughs> so he, he managed to go back in, but there seemed to be more unnerved by the utter silence that he was experiencing. Uh. So as he was walking, out of the auditorium, the door was still swinging shut behind him. He heard a very loud cough that echoed off the walls of the antechamber to the auditorium, followed by a shorter, clearer, softer cough. So not one cough, but two coughs. Like a, <coughs> and then a, <coughs> Yeah. He jumped down the stairs, shouting expletives, almost landing on his laptop. And then he decided to leave Comish Hall and go back to the girls' dorm. Yeah, me too. Me too. So he finally knew when to nope. No when to nope. No when to nope. Uh, But the night was not over. Now, I actually have a thought about the cough, the whole cough thing. Because I was thinking about this and I was like, why a cough? Like a giggle I could understand, or just a disembodied hay, or... But but, a cough. But why a cough? Well, think about it. This is a college campus that had dorms, and I'm sure it had, like, a security person or a housekeeper that roamed the halls at night, making sure that these kids weren't getting up to shenanigans and tomfoolery. And so I could imagine that... Um, if he's, if, if that, this particular person saw somebody roaming the halls when He'd they go, weren't, <clears throat> yes, that's exactly it. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah. Just like, like a cough. Like he sees two, two horny college students. Yes. Out and he's like, Excuse me. Yeah. Because nowadays like, it would be like, hey, you or, you know. Not but, a direct warning, but a polite and courteous, I'm giving you a piece of my mind. You better. Yeah. Because there's, there's, there's some old black and white movies, I swear, 
where a person walks into a room and they don't notice somebody sitting there, but the person notices them walk in. And so, so they, go, <clears throat> they just like clear their throat or yeah. cough to make their oh, no, that's presence like, known. I think that's totally like a thing. I, I probably still a lot in like, People who have reason to have etiquette, but, but particularly, <laughs> right? particularly back then, etiquette was a bigger deal, and that was a a form of etiquette of like, right? You don't just shout at someone across the halls who's being a rowdy kid. That's just no. not something you did. You'd go, um, yeah. mm. that totally adds right? up in my brain. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so that's that. that's what I thought when the I... The grumpy caretaker. Yes. I was like the cough... At first, I was like, why a cough? Why a cough? And it stuck with me until I, like, figured it out. Put it together. Yes, I, I put like it together. I theory. I do. Yeah. So he went back to the girl's dorm. He ended up sitting on the stairs on the... On the... On uh, the... In between floors at 3 a.m. So the witching hour. Wow. Right? Okay. And for some odd reason, this fellow decides to pull out a book and read. He comes to a haunted place to experience it. And his thought is, I should read a book. Yeah. And he even mentioned the book in his article. And it was One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Which I was like, dude, really? Of all the books? Of all the books. When was that published? Hang on. I'm going to do something. It, it's a way back. It's a way back. I'm, 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 you, you Google. You Google. I, curiosity. So he says he was reading, but I don't think he got much reading done. And here's why. Because he heard the con- almost continuous sound of footsteps up and down the hall. And it was... Oh, okay. We've got... It was published in uh, 1962, so it would have been published during the time the school was still open. And I wonder if he chose a book from that time for a specific reason. Like, if he was like, I should pick something that the students Maybe a student would have read? Yeah. Like, stick himself in the right frame of mind for what the students on campus would have been experiencing shortly before this facility closed. That's fair. All right. So he didn't, I don't think, got very much reading done because he kept hearing almost continually the tapping rhythm of high heels moving from one end of the hall to the other. Sometimes they were fast. Nope. Sometimes they were fast, like someone running to get to a class or, um, you know, hurrying to get somewhere. And other times they were slow and methodical, like tap, 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 tap. Stop, look, listen, tap, 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 stop, look, listen. Kind of like, you know, a matron seeing if people were in their beds. Yeah. The dorm advisor. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And when he would, when he thought the steps were literally right in front of him going down the hall, he would look up from his book and see nothing. But the sound of the steps would stop immediately whenever he looked up yes so this jason fellow he lasted until 4 a.m and then decided you know what peace out peace out he went outside 
and stood by a burn barrel for an hour trying to get warm because there was no heat. There's no heat in the buildings, no power. So he went outside, stood by a heat a burn barrel to get warm, and then noped out forever at five in the morning. Yeah. So this is a quote from the owner, Heather Mortensen. We've had a few staff members say they have seen things and have requested not to work in certain areas of a particular building. I think there probably is a presence here with its history because of the exciting and positive things that have happened on this campus. Yeah, those boys' deaths were definitely exciting and promising. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, here's the thing, and I and I think we've probably talked about this before on like another ghost episode. But when you have so much energy, energy doesn't die. Period. Right. We know this as a scientific fact. Energy does not die. Right. So if enough energy is produced and emotions produce mm-hmm. an incredible amount of energy just in yep. your brain. Gets left in places. Right. That's why theaters are so charged with emotion because people feel emotions when they're yes. in there. So even though this wasn't, you know, uh, uh, like a sanatorium or a theater, it had a theater. But I think just the fact that there were students there and lived there and the energy that energy. Well, there's th- all yeah. sorts of energy. There's the energy of their their lives and their existence. There's probably heartbreaks and excitement oh yeah and... emotional energy mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so ghost sightings include a little boy in the auditorium it's the 10 year old walking between the seats so like walking down the seat aisles like a little usher i don't know but That's... that was fascinating that your story had the little boy. had the little boy and i was like "Ooh, what if he liked to hang out in the theater Um, I wish I knew more about him. (laughs) Another one is a young woman with a backpack rushing between the buildings. So she has a backpack on and everything rushing between the buildings. And she's seen a lot. Yeah. The figure of an older woman, possibly a cook, that is seen in the basement. Oh, did you know that they have smelt cooking happening no yeah so that is a whole nother kind of haunt oh my goodness they have smelt long after the kitchens have been closed sure Mm -hmm. smelled food being freshly prepared coming from the kitchens that is a whole that to me that's almost creepy on a whole nother level right that's like that's like when you have something touch you that isn't there it's just so tangible yes I would think I was having a stroke if I... (laughs) Especially if it was a burnt toast smell. (laughs) Right? But but they smell meals being prepared. So that's interesting that there was... That is crazy. ...an apparition of a cook as well. That is crazy sauce. So the the other thing that they see is um, actors who aren't there. Oh, like people from the production side Yes, so people on the production are like... Who was that extra person that was in room whatever doing something? And everybody's like, uh, 
either there was no extra person or they go, I don't know, who was that in there with us? So can we talk like real quick about these productions for people who don't know what they do up there? Okay, so they, the Haunted Mansions, each building has a theme. Yeah. And um, so they have like clown theme, they have like spooky dollhouse theme. And so there's obviously sections to it. Yeah. And because they're multiple buildings, what I think is, and I don't know this for sure, because like I said, I haven't been there, but you pay for an entrance fee and it gets you onto the grounds of... And then you can go into whichever yes. haunted attraction yes. in particular. And and they actually, you can actually pay to just go in to the grounds themselves and stay outside and experience outside spooky stuff and not go in the buildings. Oh. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah, so if you really don't want to go in the buildings and get your get your, the crap scared out of you, you can just stand outside and listen to the screams of others. But they basically have full cast running yes. haunted houses in a way. Yes, they do. And um, they actually hold auditions for their cast members for this haunted house. Like, they are legit serious about what they do. And I saw uh, some of the pictures of the um, costuming and whatnot, and I'm like... Okay, number one, I haven't been to a haunted house in way Ages, too long. Yeah. And number two, some of this stuff is terrifying just like to see the picture of these costumes. Like if I had somebody coming up on me looking like that, I would lose my ever-loving mind. They have high-value production. Yes. Very, their like, costuming, their makeups. Their, I mean, it is the well pictures. Done. Yes, the pictures are well, well done. Okay, one last thing I want to touch on. Ghost Adventures. Our buddies at Ghost Adventures actually... Buddies? Yeah. <laughs> I wish they were our buddies. Our, our, our paranormal buddies. <laughs> well, in, in my eyes, they're our paranormal buddies, but... Okay, so Ghost Adventures, season 19, episode 9, that aired October 27th, 2017. Okay. So this was 10 years after they bought the property. Right. So it had been mm -hmm. quite some time since the original opening of the school and the original closure of the school. Yes. And quite some time since they started the haunted mansions. Right. So uh, the the name of the episode is the Albion Normal School. So they don't obviously don't call it, you know, haunted mansions of Albion. Um, but there were rumors that when abandoned, vandals would get in and... As they do. Yes. And they possibly put satanic symbols on the walls and did some satanic rituals. Because you think about it, this was like during the 1980s and 90s. During the when, satanic panic. Yeah. And, but to be fair, I think that was... Also, when young hoodlums were experimenting or or uh, looking into the occult, yeah. I think that I mean it was the satanic panic. Everyone, yeah. uh, the thing in the eighties. I mean, like that was the whole deal with Dungeons and Dragons and stuff. It was just like yeah, everyone was so worried about devil worship at that time, and so to be sort of a hoodlum mm -hmm. meant. 
delving into stuff like that. It was just right. part of the deal. So the Mortensons actually contacted them to help with what they thought or believed is a demonic entity that prowls Blech. the mansions. So Comish Hall, particularly, they had a worker that was sitting down, having a meeting with them, legitimately have a seizure where his eyes rolled back in his head. He didn't fall off the chair, but he definitely became incapacitated. Same worker came back two years later and had the exact same thing happen. Another seizure. Never had a seizure before. Or after. Or after. But he had seizures while he was at the building. And there was some talk in that episode of him being actually possessed at that time. So the seizure was like a sign of a possession. Of the possession. Which would make sense. Seizures and possessions Oof. have a lot yeah. of the same markers. I mean, you're moving your body in a way that you normally wouldn't. Foaming at the mouth. Yep. Uh, eyes rolling back. Very similar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They had a spirit box um, with them. Which, if you don't know what a spirit box is, people, it's um, it's like constant static. Yeah. Or um, some of the spirit boxes, they deliberately flip through radio frequencies. And so you... It's a way of picking up energy. Yes. In vibrations and putting it into a form that we could hear. Right. Through a speaker, basically. Yeah. So... But it's basically a whole lot of almost white noise, and they're pretty loud. Yeah. But they had um, the words come across the spirit box that said, watch out. Very clearly. Like, very clearly, watch out. Like, it wasn't like you even had to say, okay, did he really say, did, if you strain, no. It was, watch out. Clear as day. Clear as day. Damn. They then had one of the crew that they believe was attacked. Um, he started feeling dizzy, started not feeling well. He laid down on the ground. They were all around him trying to, you know, find out what they needed to do, if they needed to get him some help. And legitimately on camera, a red spot formed behind his ear, probably like two inches in diameter, and as they looked closer, they saw the form of an X and an I. Like six in Roman numerals. Yep. I know, right? Don't like it. Don't like it. I don't like it. They also had some other experiences and recorded some other things. But uh, check out that episode. Some some of you might be able to find it on YouTube um, definitely interesting. Does give you the background on the school and does give you some really cool pictures. I, I will and, say this for Ghost Adventures. They yeah. always do a good job of making sure to include the history of the place oh, they're absolutely. investigating. Yeah. Which is fantastic. Like, they're not there to just have a ghost adventure. They're, yes. <laughs> they're like, let's also talk a little bit about what this place is and why yeah, it's here. Absolutely. I love that about them. And um, whether... Whether or not you believe in our ghost-busting friends, that's fine. I'm just saying that if you want to see some stuff that 
it's they, pretty they creepy. Do film, they do film on site, and it would give you an idea of what the... What it looks like. What it looks like, mm-hmm. and... Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Or if you're just down for a haunted house and you live in Idaho... Check it out. I've heard it is well worth the drive. Oh, my friend has been there several times, and she loves it. Well worth the drive. Yeah. Yeah. Well worth the drive. Okay. I, I think at some point I'm going to have to get over there. Yeah, I agree. So, so are we teeing there? Uh, rephrase. Are we teeing at the mansions of Albion? Absolutely, 100%. Are we teeing in the mansion at 3 a.m.? Hell no. <laughs> I would actually say yes. No. <laughs> I would do it. Because I know at any point I could nope. And that's why. But I would at least attempt it. I don't know that I could. I I struggle vibe wise. If the vibe is off, uh, that is fair. My anxiety just gets like. That is fair. I I think that is absolutely fair. I would have to walk in and assess the vibes. Yes. Yeah. But but then see that's also the no when to know. Uh, yeah. So I mean I listen. If we really wanted to, I'd give it an attempt. Okay. But I really do think I would be pulling out of there so fast. I really do. Like, if I were him and I felt that tremor on the stairs, I would have immediately been nope. gone. Immediately. My nope level is <laughs> <laughs> very low. <laughs> like, there's some people who could be standing in front of a literal serial killer who's, like, ready to cut them and eat them and be like, maybe I should get out of here. And I'm the person who I'm like... Someone looks the wrong way and I get a bad vibe and I'm like, that person is going to brutally murder me in my sleep. Goodbye. (laughs) I would totally tea. I would totally tea at 3am or at least I would attempt. I would would attempt to tea. I would definitely like to do a daytime tour of the campus. Like I definitely would. Right. And they do do that. Yeah. I would would definitely. During the normal years and normal times when it's not spooky season. In that aspect. Okay. Yeah. Right, oh my gosh, guys, guess what's next week? Uh, Halloween? Halloween! And? Our creature double feature. Creature double feature. I'm so excited. We love our creature double feature. I'm actually really eager. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I'm so excited for that episode. All right, friends, my lovelies, give us a like, a follow, a shout out. Let us know what you want to hear. And this episode, sorry, <laughs> mouth malfunction. Uh, this episode was actually uh, requested by a fan. Yeah. They wanted to hear about Haunted Mansions. So we found a bunch of them. So we did. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, give us some ideas. Let us know what you want to hear. And uh, keep it steeped. Bye. Bye. Bye.